Now you can find, listen and subscribe to Chilling with Jens and the local Danfoss Climate Solution podcast in your RevTools app. Download it from danfoss.com. Service and support. Downloads. Sanderson and I work for Dunfoss Cooling. Thank you for listening in on chapter 15 in a series about evaporative cooling. This chapter is the second about the more advanced Danfoss electronic controls. As usual, I need to say first of all that I will not be able to give you a complete coverage of all the Danfoss electronic controls for pretty obvious reasons. Last I counted there were more than a hundred different versions. But let me first set the frames around the range. Danfoss has got the following series, appliance and room controllers, superheat controllers, compressor and condenser controls, communication and extension modules, system managers and monitoring systems, programmable controls, that is PLDs basically, and then fan speed controls and VLTs. Heading into the more advanced controllers also means heading into a vast range of different applications, setups, methods and control techniques. Also a lot of techniques that Chilling with Jens has not previously uh, covered. So there may be concepts mentioned in the following that you may not have heard of before. Today I'll talk about the first two series, that is appliance and room controllers and the superheat controllers. The AKCC stands for Cool Case Controls, which are systems with a limited charge, such as appliances like glass door merchandises or display cases and other standalone systems, but also smaller cold rooms and similar systems that can be controlled by the case controllers. Also, the EKC series of controllers belongs to this group, so I'll just touch on one of these as well. Usually, the AKCC series up to 450 is used with TXV, that's thermostatic expansion valves, and the AKCCs above 460 are used with electronic expansion valves. Also, the EKC series up to and including the EKC302D are being used for TXVs. But let's take a look at one of the controllers that works with TXV and I've picked EKC202D more or less at random. Any control installation, setup and commissioning will obviously need a thorough knowledge of wiring, sensor, power supply, etc, etc, etc. So you shouldn't start doing anything before you have read the instructions, but honestly, you knew that. So here, a quick recap of the most important things to attend to. Keep the signal lines, both analog digital, away from power lines like power to compressors, etc. Door signals and other switches are not critical, though. Don't use plastic straps to fixate sensors. They tend to get weak at low temperatures. Check with hand warmth that the sensor works. Sensors that relate to pipe temperatures should be insulated. Uh, Well, obviously not sensors that senses the air temperature, of course. Okay, so the EKC202D. 
It's a relatively small controller with built-in three-segment display and as all Danfoss controllers, the controller is configurable, so you'll need to know how this is set up. So this is where, again, I urge you to download the Danfoss Cool Code app from your usual app store. It's a great help for you. The app includes a list of parameters, alarms and error messages that'll help you set up and troubleshoot the controller. So go get it. Better now than tomorrow. The EKC202D has got a limited set of possibilities compared to the larger controls, but it does exactly what it's requested of it. So with three temperature sensors and four relays, you can control compressor, direct or via a relay, that's an 8 amp internal relay. You can control fan, defrost, rail heat, alarm, light, all depending on the application, of course. And among the uh, larger controllers, the Adapt Cool controllers like the AKCC 550 is one of the more used and for good reasons as it covers quite a range of different applications and has got quite a few useful built-in features as well. So shortly the AKCC 550 there are nine inputs, three digital on off, five analog thermal sensors, PTC and N or NTCs, and one pressure transmitter input. There are one solid state output for the AKV electronic expansion valves. There are five relay outputs, all four amp. Data communication is built in as Modbus, but there are several options to add as well. The AKCC is a slightly more complex controller, but still built for controlling smaller systems like display cases, courtrooms, etc. Please be aware that there are several versions of this controller, like the AKCC 550A, the B and F versions, with minor differences in operation and setting options. Please also be aware of future versions and variants. You'll see it in many different installations. So again, please keep in mind that even though the controller is called the same as the one you worked on yesterday or the day before, the configuration may very well be quite different. So before you do anything, get familiar with the setup that you're looking at. If we compare the AKCC 550 to the EKC 202 from before, one of the major differences is that the AKCC 550 actually controls the expansion valve, the AKV, which is a pulse width modulated version of the electronic control expansion valve. But apart from that, you can say that the concept is more or less the same as with other controls. So, you know, you can configure the control to quite a few different setups. I'll give you a couple of examples from the list of applications that you also find in the manual. So here goes. First of all, defrosting. There are several methods for defrosting. Natural, electrical, or hot gas defrost. All defrost procedures starts with a pump down and with an empty evaporator, the defrosting take place. Then drain and drip off is allowed for depending on the defrosting method. Same with fan delay. Sometimes the fan runs all through the procedure. In other cases, it stops depending again on the method used. 
The start of defrosting can be determined in several different ways, like scheduled. It can be coordinated between several evaporators. It could be a simple manual contact or an intelligent automatic adaptive defrost program based on the evaporator's efficiency. So also this you'll need to investigate if approaching a defrost problem. So first of all, natural defrost that's obviously works best above freezing temperatures so it's typically implemented on applications for cooling the fans may be running during the defrost procedure electrical defrost the method works faster than natural it's easier to control and it'll work also at lower temperatures usually the fans will be stopped during this period as water will drip and should end in the drip tray which can be heated to ensure the water being led away from the evaporator. Hot gas. In a system with a limited charge, where one of the output relays controls a suction line main valve, you can switch power between a hot gas valve and the drain valve. This is a relatively simple way of using hot gas defrost, and at the same time reduce the delay between defrost and normal operation. Another application is a capacity regulation with control of two compressors. To optimize energy consumption, you can have several parallel compressors that you switch on as a need for capacity occurs. Much more about that in a later podcast. With the AKCC 550, you can control two compressors also for saving energy. There are, however, a few conditions attached to this, like the two will need to be identical and they'll need to be able to start up against a high pressure. The function is quite simple, in fact. When you dimension a compressor, you usually consider peak load, although we know that peak load only occurs, say, 5% of the time in service, we'll still have to take that into account. So instead of having one, say, 6 kilowatt compressor, you simply install two 3 kilowatt compressors ensuring, of course, that the 3 kilowatt will be sufficient for maintaining the required capacity during normal operation. The AKCC 550 will also divide the runtime between the two compressors so that each one are being put to use during normal operation and both will have the same lifetime operation load. But more about that in the next podcast. Other controls in the AKCC 550. You can control the rail heat to reduce power. The rail heating element can be pulse powered via the control. Fan controls. The same goes for evaporator fans when there is no immediate need for the fans to run continuously. Light function. Lights can be controlled as well, like in a cold room. Night blind. Motorized night blinds can likewise be controlled via the AKCC 550. Forced closing of the AKV, also under other conditions than defrost, it may be convenient to force the AKV valve closed. Door alarm, dependent of the setup, a door alarm can conveniently be used also for to stop fans and switch on light. If the door is open for a prolonged period, an alarm can be initiated. Heating function. In some cases, it may be an idea to enable room heating, as example in case of too low air temperature. 
For a more detailed application description, please refer to the AKCC 550 manual. So, superheat controllers. By controlling the superheat down to almost zero Kelvin, the evaporator is utilized to its absolute maximum capacity. It's not that the superheat should absolutely be zero, but more that the evaporator capacity should be optimized to yield the absolute maximum. The EKE superheat controller works with Danfoss Electronics stepper motor driven expansion valves, typically the ETS valve types. The EKE is used in medium to large size applications like chillers and rooftop units, but also cold rooms would benefit from a superheat controller. It operates adaptively, which means that it adjusts the EXV opening to the absolute optimum in any given situation, regardless of load fluctuations, to keep the superheat tuned to the best use. The EKE-1. There are several versions. The, e the A version has one temperature sensor input, B version has two, and the C version three. All versions has got ratiometric and voltage pressure sensor inputs. The C version has always also got a milliampere signal input. All versions has got bipolar four-wire stepper motor driver and can also be set to drive non-Danfoss stepper motor valves. However, Danfoss valve types are obviously default setup. To set up the EKE-1, you'll need an external display with six key setting buttons. We recommend the Danfoss MMIGRS2 user interface. Also quite handy, is the MMIMYK gateway, which will work as programming or setting interface and data logger with a Modbus RS485 serial interface and the possibility of adding an MMC memory card for software updates and data storage. Just a few words more on the EKE-1 superheat controller. With B and C versions, you can also on-off control a compressor Hence, control the room or device temperature quite precisely when you also take the EEV controlling or the EXV controlling into context. So, all in all, the combination of computer-controlled refrigeration is an exciting area that you will never be done with once you get hooked on the combination of chemistry, pipeworks, sensors, valves, compressors, and the computer controlling of all the different processes in a refrigeration or HVAC system. I'll spend a bit more time talking about applications in the following podcast as we move along to pack controllers next time. As usual, we would greatly appreciate feedbacks and suggestions to future refrigeration topics, or if you have specific questions to this episode, please leave a comment on the Chilling with the End SoundCloud page. I look forward to hearing from you, and we would also appreciate it if you could click like, share, and repost to help us spread the word about Chilling with Jens and evaporative refrigeration. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you soon for the next episode. Until then, stay cool. This podcast was brought to you by Danfoss Cooling. Please feel welcome to visit us at danfoss.com 
and maybe sign up for some of our cool e-learning classes. Thank you! Thank <laughs> you!